Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, streaming live from BBS Radio in California. I'm your host, Yvonne E.L. Silva. My mission is uplifting the spirit of humanity. Massive mission. And to do that, I am supported and helped by some amazing women who I showcase on this radio show. So overall, it's about supporting women to flourish in business. And that's the mission that I'm focusing on today with my beautiful guests, who I will fully introduce in just a moment. Hello, Jill Fisher. How are you? I am great. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. We're both in Canada. I'm at the base of the Rocky Mountains and you are in the Vancouver area, correct? I am. I'm like three houses north of the U.S. border. So right right south of Vancouver. Yeah. This this radio show, if you haven't logged on before and this is new for you, the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show has been running for the last four plus years and interviewing some amazing guests from around the world, including people like Natalie Ledwell, Teresa DeGrobo, Susie Carter, Deborah Poneman, and so many more. And my guest today, Jill Fisher, is one of those additional amazing people who I've gotten to know recently, and I love what she's up to in the world. I love it because we're both in the in the arena of helping people coming from different angles. So if we haven't met already, I am working in this field for the last 14 years of mentoring and coaching, supporting women entrepreneurs in particular, on top of another 20 plus years of senior HR roles around the globe, working in four different countries, working in eight startups. So my lens these conversations is expanding what is it that women have risen through what was the tragedy point and how have they risen to triumph today and especially those women with mission inspired businesses who are up to something really interesting that I want to share and I acknowledge that the work they're doing is powerful it's life-changing and in Jill's case no exception, because we're going to be talking today about <laughs> dancing like a chicken. That's the title for the show. So get your pens and paper ready, ladies and listeners, because there's going to be some wisdom nuggets coming out of this show. We run for an hour and we're going to be diving into not just understanding a little bit more about Jill and why she does the work she does, how she came to this point. What are some lessons learned along the way about her resilience and what's pulled her through. So if you are in that space where you need to understand, it's possible. Trust me, it is. And we can share some tips on how to do that. So welcome, Jill. Lovely to see you again, my dear. Yes, thank you. Wow, that I like being pulled in with those wonderful women you listed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, by way of a, a short introduction, um, you know, Jill Fisher is a hypnotherapist. I can't, even, I can't even get that out. Hypnotherapist. There we go. Need more coffee. Um, <laughs> or maybe you need to be hypnotized. <laughs> maybe. Um, an energy healer and an international speaker. And Jill does exceptional work. She's uh, coaching people who are struggling with all kinds of health challenges and sometimes mind challenges. So anxiety, chronic health, weight and sleep issues in particular are a few. So many of her her clients that she attracts have already tried Western medicine. So they they are intrigued by alternative therapies. So counseling, prescription drugs, yoga, you know, nothing's worked. And now they're feeling kind of hopeless. 
Um, I don't know if that sounds like you as you're listening, you're going, I got to learn more about Jill. So keep your pen handy because that's where Jill comes in. She's a fun and very lively, smart mind, energizing people through her particular processes to, to be able to step into lives that are calmer, healthier, lighter and happier happier than they've ever felt before. And this is such a beautiful gift to the world. So I am really intrigued to find out, you know, how do, how, are you going to make me dance like a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I chose that as a title for this talk because a lot of people um, still have that old view of being a bit nervous about hypnotherapy and the fear of losing control, like, are you going to make me dance like a chicken? Right. And no. Well, unless you want to. <laughs> I, I did see that happen once in um, a demonstration in one of the malls. Okay. They, it wasn't actually dancing like a chicken, but we're certainly doing things that they weren't aware that they were doing. And so yeah. I think it's really important that when I'm bringing women forward, these are trusted resources in my world. These are not uh, people off the street. <laughs> These are trusted resources I've connected with. I know of their work, either personally or I know people who have, have um, been in their circle for a number of years. So Jill is no exception. So I'm so I'd, love hear, I'd love to hear the story of, you know, what got you to this point doing this kind of work? Because Yeah, it's yeah. well, you know, no one's more surprised than me that I, that I'm a hypnotherapist because I... I didn't go seeking for it. I stumbled into it or I was divinely guided into it. And uh, it was through the recovery of a, of a, a really dysfunctional, abusive marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I threw myself into courses and trainings. And uh, my husband uh, was uh, uh, an addict. And so one of his drug rehab centers that he went to for recovery had a program for the loved one. So mm -hmm. I, um, I was so immersed in doing whatever I could to help him. I was like the super duper enabler or the, the codependent loved one that was all about keeping him alive. And uh, in that, so I signed up for, a, for this program called Insight. And it was for the loved one to, to step out of the dynamic of enabling an addict. Mm. And, and I can remember being advised to take this, that it would be the best thing for him. If I took this, I was so codependent. I took it for him. <laughs> right. And I laugh about that now, but um, it gives me great compassion to, to see how consuming it can be. So like, that was my dance, like a chicken. I was, I was running around like, like my head was cut off doing everything I could to make sure that he was safe or that um, he would you know, come home when he disappear. And through taking courses, actually that even that first course was like two years of Al-Anon in a week. Mm. And uh, it was it was life changing for me. Right. And there I saw, oh, I'm part of this dynamic. I had no clue. I mm. thought it was all his fault. And I was doing everything to help. So I had like the savior complex. Yep. And in taking these courses, I stumbled into hypnotherapy. So one of the packages that I bought, it was a coaching package and courses, and then it had one-on-one -on -one hypnotherapy sessions. And so I showed up uh, at literally saying to, to the hypnotherapist, you know, why would I hand you my brain? 
right? Like you're effectively a stranger. Why would I do this? And she laughed because that's not what it is. Right. But that's the perception, like seeing stage hypnosis, um, the entertainment, uh, that's, that's specifically orchestrated, um, so that it looks like the hypnotist is controlling them. And that's where a lot of people misunderstand what hypnotherapy is. Mm. It's not for entertainment. It's for therapy. Yeah. And it's within the, the goals of the, of the client of what they want. Right. I, I liken what you just shared, Jill, and thank you for saying that it's true because people create their own perceptions of what something is with a label. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, coming out of my executive coach certification, Royal Roads program, you know, 14 years ago now. Yeah. Excuse me. And proudly announcing to the world when people said, so what do you do? Well, I'm a coach. Yeah. And, and sometimes I would see people back up and it's like, well, I didn't say life insurance. Sorry, <laughs> life insurance friend. Um, uh, and, and Try I saying I'm a hypnotherapist. I, I can imagine. <laughs> and, and I didn't put it. And so after a few, a few weeks of that, I thought, well, I've got to change this up because clearly people have misconceptions about what a coach does and they're thinking oh well it's like my my kid's soccer coach who yells and screams at them and blows a whistle and pulls them aside roughly and gives them a a, a, you know gives them a talking to Mm -hmm. no that's not Mm -hmm. what I do so I stopped using that word coach and switched Mm -hmm. to what I actually do with the impact of the coaching work that I do sometimes Mm -hmm. it's mentoring sometimes it is coaching sometimes it's it's not counseling and sometimes it is managing leading or training and they're all different ways of making a shift. But I love coaching because it's about holding space for possibility. I will hold the container and ask the powerful questions. And it's up to the person who is being coached to look inside themselves at their most powerful solution and see what that could be and then take action on it. So it's, uh, it's, it's a bit... Um, yeah, it's a bit hard to explain. So I just leave it and I say, you know, women attracted to work with me are women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish, period. Beautiful. And if they want more, they'll ask. So yes. you probably get, yeah, you probably do get some some strange responses if you say I'm a hypnotherapist. <laughs> and what I've learned to say is I work with women reclaiming themselves. And so then that usually begs another question of, well, what do you mean by that? And then I'll, yeah. I'll explain further, right? Of women that, that are similar to you in, in coaching, but I add in the, the hypnotherapy and the energy work so that my specialty is the subconscious. So in, in a uh, intro kind of conversation, I might say that uh, I specialize in subconscious patternings and re, uh, helping people rewire their their internal infrastructure so that it matches and it supports their goals. Right. Um, or I might just say, I help people lose mm-hmm. weight, sleep better, feel better about themselves and, and be able to attain their goals. Yeah. Depends on the person, right? Yeah. Like depends who, who I'm speaking to. Yeah. I think that's uh, for those with your pen handy. I think that's your first wisdom nugget right there is in today's world, post COVID where there are a lot of shifts happening. There's a lot of you know people coming back from, summer holidays, um, as the show airs, that are stepping into a new work world, stepping into a new parenthood role, the kids are back to school now, Um, things are starting to open up. And yet there is a little bit still of, you know, where am I putting my energy? Just have to shift something here. Where am I putting my energy? And how am I spending 
uh, or investing, in our case, investing my dollars for a specific outcome. So if you are in business for yourself, just consider, you know, don't give them all the details about how you do what you do, because they don't need that until they're ready to work with you. But what is the result, the massive, clear, evident result that they're going to get from working with you? And I love that you just put it in simple terms. You know, I help them sleep better. I help them lose weight. And if they want more, then you can tell them how you do it at a bit more of a scientific uh, knowledge base level, which is great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. And people are looking for outcome, right? They're not looking for modalities. They're not looking for like, how do you do it? Unless yeah. maybe they want to be a practitioner themselves. But yeah, as long I know, as yeah, I know there's a lot more people looking out there and saying, wow, there's another advert on TV, you know, take this drug and ask your doctor about this. And then they go into the side effects and, <laughs> oh, and you might experience and oh, something else to watch for. And by the time you've listened, and you've heard the word it could be fetal. It's like, you've got to explore some other modalities here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. The one side effect for hypnotherapy is self-confidence. Like no matter what we're talking about, because you learn more about how you, you're made up, how your brain works, yeah. how um, human behavior is, at a, like it normalizes human behavior. And in that, there's more compassion for yourself. So no matter what the topic is, I always see that as a byproduct that people feel better about themselves. Mm. Well, I can see I can see some things bubbling in our joint future here. I mean, my work, as 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 you know, is all about helping women to ask for what they want and get it to step into new levels of confidence. That's the, the common thing that people say. I need more confidence mm -hmm. and I love your energy. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my work is all around in the content in my best-selling book, Words, Women and Wisdom, the Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And I realized when I was writing that, Jill, that the conversations that emerge are the outcome, the output of working at a more confident level within. And it was funny because I thought it was the other way around when I started writing the book, that it would be the language that would help them develop the confidence. And so it's very it's very much a dance, right? As you test out and you see how people respond to you using new language, more powerful language, even your self-talk, there's a whole chapter on self-talk, right? If you're saying, oh, well, I should do this and I should do that. It's a very negative obligation centered energy. I have to do this. Well, how about if you flipped it and said, I, sh I could instead of I should, and then you can step into choice and owning it. And it's much more freeing and much more positive energy. And yeah. it's just one simple switch, you know, should to could. Yeah. Right? Or even I get to. I get, I get to, to yes. right? Like that it's actually a privilege. Like I have to drive my kids to school. I remember yeah. complaining to my coach about that. I've got to drive them to school. And I was living in Calgary and all the snow and stuff. And, uh, and, and she coached me into, well, what about you get to? right? It's like, you know what? That's right. Like I chose the house near their school. I have a car. Mm -hmm. I can drive them. Right. So it, so the, the, and the could is like all the possibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the, the get to, um, it feels like, you know, there's a privilege of, you know, I live in Canada, one of the most beautiful countries in the world, one of the richest countries in the world. And I have a car, I have a house, my kids are in the school. I actually get to drive my kids. Like that's my conundrum. Yeah. I'm not worried about feeding them. I'm not worried about our safety. It's, you know, so it, it shifted a lot for me in that 
that uh, context shift of like could and get to, and it's like I have all these options rather than burdens. Exactly. When you're feeling it's an obligation, it's a heavy energy. And when it's a could possibility, it's a lightness. So, totally. that's, you know, that's the part of the, the power of words, which I'm passionate about communications. And obviously how we talk to ourselves, our self-talk is one thing, and then how others respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching, you know, when you change up a couple of words in your language and then watch and see how other people treat you differently, it's huge, huge. Yeah. yeah. So I know that there is um, some other, you know, tragedy to triumph elements in your story. So tell me more about your your daughter, your one month old daughter and what happened with your marriage, if you're willing to dive into that. I am. Um, I will do my best not to cry. Sometimes it evokes emotions, but uh, the the point of delineation for me, like my my pivoting point of uh, my daughter was one month old, and um, I had been with my husband for thirteen years at that point, and my son was uh, about three, going on three and a half, and uh, I could see the anger that that my husband was having to me start to turn towards the kids. Mm. And um, it's interesting too, to, to see now I'm a hypnotherapist that gets, gets confused sometimes with people like that loss of control dance, like a chicken is this brainwashing. Mm-hmm. I believe I did experience brainwashing in the marriage. It's very slow and insidious. And it, it over those 13 years, my self-esteem diminished to like, negative 10, right? Like it was, I didn't have the um, outlook of, I I wasn't connected to the value of myself, but mother bear was in me. Oh yeah. 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 And I've heard this with other women where they've left difficult relationships. And when your child is threatened, there's a whole nother energy that comes out. And that's what I, I, I saw that, Oh, if I stay here, uh, it felt like I or the kids, one of us would die. Like it, it felt like that. And, um, and so I can remember walking out the door of our house. We lived in Vernon and uh, uh, my one month old baby in my hands and my three-year-old, you know, holding my hand and walking out and leaving him and uh, him yelling, you know, you can't make it on your own. And just like the movies portray, like it's exactly like that. Yeah. And uh, I went to, oh, I'm covered in goosebumps telling you this story. I went to uh, a neighbor friend and uh, I stayed with her for about a week. And then my sister flew out and I actually left and moved uh, to Calgary where my parents live and my brother's family. And uh, that made a huge difference, like having a safe place to go Um, I didn't even know my neighbor friend that well, but she, she saw what was happening and, and she said, you know, anytime you come over. Yep. Yeah. And that, uh, that growth of protecting my kids, like leaving him because I, I didn't see any, I couldn't wrap my, my brain around justifying his anger to the kids. They had done nothing to deserve that. I could, I could rationalize it for myself for whatever reason, but not for them. Yep. 
And so that mother bear instinct came out to protect them to leave, which actually ended up protecting me and them. And, and this glimmer of hope that there's something better, right? Like, uh, like little snapshots of seeing how other people live. And because I don't know if, if, if any of the listeners have been in a situation where you're immersed in a culture in your home and it's, it's completely unhealthy, even maybe dangerous, but you're so immersed in it that you just think that that's the way life is, that that's just how everyone lives. Yep. And so um, having little glimmers of how another person lives in their household uh, gave me enough hope that you know the pain of leaving and into the unknown was was better a better option than the pain of staying and that is that is what what causes us to take action isn't it that put that feeling that going forward might be uncertain but it's absolutely got to be better than where I am right now yeah 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 and whether you call it rock bottom or you're you're you know you're drawing the line in the sand of no more um that was my moment of i can't keep going i can't keep doing this i've turned myself into a pretzel i've been dancing like a chicken with its head cut off mm-hmm. um, and it's not helping him he's not getting better he's getting worse yeah. i don't know what to do right well you did the best thing that you could do by extracting yourself from the situation and realizing that yes there had to be a better way and so I, I you know this is one of the reasons I do these shows is because there are so many activities out in the world so many actions that we can take when we have the courage and we acknowledge and recognize oh <laughs> something's something's not working here something is very wrong in some cases and I've had interviews with um i interviewed one one lady um a couple of years ago rachel 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 eldib um her her sister was stabbed multiple times by her boyfriend and it you know it's her mission now to be out educating young women on what to look for Mm -hmm. so that they don't fall prey to this kind of a scenario because there were signals there were signs of behavior of, you know, gradually pulling away from the friends, gradually pulling away from the parents, starting to isolate the person that they become their whole world, taking control, making comments about their outfit, you know, before they go out the door, you know, you're going to wear that out because it was too (laughs) I can remember I was going to church and uh, he wouldn't come with me. And I was, I was, I was taking the, the, the uh, kids with me and I lipstick on. And uh, so that was a threat to him. He he yelled something like, uh, uh, oh, you're going to get a man. And it's like, I'm going to church. And, you know, it's like these little things that are just like insane. And uh, it's like by death by a thousand stabs, right? Like yeah. not to make light of, of your, your Rachel's, was it Rachel's sister? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's these little comments that deplete your self-esteem over and over and over again or criticizing your friends or your family or even making up stories so you start to question can I trust these other people yeah yeah and it and it's it's it literally like how the movies portray it it's um it's crazy making and when you're in it it's 
you know, I think it's a great quality to have loyalty and to persevere and try and make a marriage work. And there's a time where, uh, you know, it takes two to make a marriage work. It takes one to make it not work. And as much as I tried, I got to the point where I just can't, I can't keep doing this. And that had me actually feel defective, actually feel like something must be wrong with me that I created. And I was part of a relationship like this. And it scared me. So that, that, that put me in this insatiable appetite to take course after course and hire psychologists and psychiatrists and counselors and coaches and trainings and blah, 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 which, which, I mean, my, my intention was to fix me. And then I got to the point where I learned and I had actually registered. There's nothing to fix. Yeah. I just had some programming that was incorrect. Yeah. So how effective is hypnotherapy? How effective? How effective is hypnotherapy? Yeah. Well, there's actually stats out there. Um, it's it's like six sessions of hypnotherapy are equivalent to 400 talk therapy uh, sessions with uh, hypnotherapy having a 97% success rate to, um, and nothing against talk therapy, talk therapy having a 37% success rate. What I found... Um, so what, what got me hooked was I, I did it, right? I did a mm-hmm. couple of sessions and it blew me away that all of this other training that I had done felt arduous and slow and cerebral. Right. And the hypnotherapy in two sessions shifted so much. Um, I actually used to have like a really stabbing pain in my, just underneath my collarbone. Yep. And uh, in my, uh, so this was, I would have been about, late thirties at this point. And, um, I had cancer in my twenties in the same area. Mm. I don't have cancer now, but I still had that stabbing, uh, ache, like, like a knife was underneath my, my collarbone. And, uh, in two sessions it disappeared. And we didn't even talk about this. We talked about my anger that I had about, about going into a marriage and blah, blah, blah. Right. To, to help clear that. And I was like, I don't have that. Like, I thought I just had to live with that. And it's, gone I'm like where did it go <laughs> and she kind of smiled she's like well our body holds our emotions so once you get those emotions out your body can heal much better yeah the whole so, dis-ease right yeah exactly yeah yeah so um that hooked me and and so I was fascinated with the progress I was making with with hypnotherapy so that had me start studying it and learn about the brain, learn about human behavior, learn about predictive patterns and um, modalities to shift that. And then I went into energy healing to complement the the hypnotherapy, so that must through muscle testing, finding hidden hidden energies that are caught in our energy field in our body, yeah. um, and ways to release that. So I blend the energy healing with the the hypnotherapy. Right. Yeah, it's, I, I'm also certified in uh, certified at level two Reiki. Awesome. Um, and, and intertwine that. I don't do it as a practitioner. You can't book on my calendar into a Reiki session. Yeah. Um, I intertwine it with the work that I do in coaching. So, you know, mm-hmm. very often my first session is a visioning session mm-hmm. and, you know, tapping into universal energy and listening intently to what I'm hearing my clients are 
envisioning for themselves. And sometimes we do need to clear some energy blocks in order to get that download started. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, something that is emerging and there, I can see them, you know, on Zoom squirming in their chair and it's like, okay, tell me where the pain is. And yeah. Then, and then let's, you know, let's work towards this. So it's very useful to, to bring in as many different modalities as we can. In my case, sometimes it's, it's Reiki, sometimes it's, uh, you know, emotional intelligence, sometimes it's um, the work I do around personality science and intelligences. Um, it I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of the alchemy of all of it. And I think that that often there are, are exceptional coaches and counselors and like talk therapy uh, people that market themselves that way. But And they're also bringing in these other trainings, these other yeah. modalities, these other healings with they interweave it into what they're doing yeah. and become uh, exceptionally effective in right. helping people. But they might right. not promote, like I know some people that, they're a trained hypnotherapist, but they promote themselves as a business coach or, and they'll bring in that when they see that there's some, uh, uh, some block or there's some, right. You know, procrastination or skirting around the the things to do yeah. to clear whatever that energy is. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you have hypnotherapy, Reiki, uh, and NLP. And a few other things I probably don't know about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, there's a, a a whole buffet of trainings. That, uh, yeah, um, there's color therapy and art therapy and uh, crystal therapy. And uh, I'm a blessing giver. Did that training in the Bahamas. That was really cool. Um, wow. I did training with monks in Japan uh, for meditation. And, cool. Yeah, yeah. So so my offering or how I work with people is, is pretty unique. Although I am teaching my processes uh, because I've traveled the world to, you know, do the trainings for, for what inspires me or what interests me, what piques my interest and, and then bring it in. I I don't believe there's one pill. There's not one magic fix Mm -hmm. uh, to, to bring in all these gifts. You know, it's, it's like, you probably do this kind of training with your, your coaching of, you know, bringing all of you into what you do. Yeah, absolutely. It's right? got to be aligned. Otherwise it's not a clear resonating message. Um, you know, I was on a, a session with uh, Jennifer Huff, who was also a, a recent guest on my show talking about her book Unstuck. Um, and we were, she was talking about um, the, the resonance and embodiment right if you're not embodying if you're not who you who you are showcasing that absolute unique secret source in a way that is magnetic um it you won't be in flow <laughs> so right and there'll um, be an incongruency that people will pick up um but they won't be able to put their finger on what it is but it's just right. a feeling of not quite trusting you yep. like there's something a little bit off so the the ability to bring all of you into what you're doing and bringing that energy in alignment, then there's a, a strong bond that you have with with your client. Yeah. And, uh, with hypnotherapy, it's the that's critical, right? Like when I when I first started, I said, you know, why would I hand my brain over to you? Mm-hmm. Um, that that energy of me being suspicious or distrustful would get in my way of my, my own healing, right. My own transformation. 
So, so we talked about that, right? And she, she explained that, you know, it's not that people misunderstand be, usually because of TB or stage mm-hmm. hypnosis or something, mm-hmm. um, but that's not what this is. It's right. more like a guided meditation and it's an interactive meditation where you're in a relaxed state. Meditation is actually a form of hypnotherapy. Okay. So, so most people can relate to hypno- to meditation. Yep. And, uh, and then that, that usually, uh, uh, settles them down. And then once we've done a session, then they're, then they're, you know, they're more relaxed about it because they yep. get it, yep. but it's like, you know, trying to explain childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> if you've gone through it, you get it. <laughs> if you haven't, you're trying to explain it and they kind of get it cerebrally, cerebrally, <laughs> but not really. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like having a, a belt on and someone's gradually 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 tightening it so you, you to the point where you can't breathe <laughs> that's my best explanation uh, <laughs> too funny so the difference between would that be your explanation for childbirth yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's how I experienced it and that went on for 13 hours oh I think Oof. I think you know my son is special needs so he did have a larger head because he had a lot of brain fluid extra mm-hmm. brain fluid and um so you know it, he kind of got stuck oh no <laughs> so it was a long pain long long painful process um and yet you know his his story is for another show um but suffice to say that he's gone on to make a really big impact in the world despite his you know despite his special needs or in spite of or celebrating the fact yeah. that he he has special gifts to bring to the world yeah yeah. So an uh, interesting thing on this while we're talking about it. Um, so both my kids had big heads too, and I'm a smaller frame. And uh, so they were both C-sections and um, uh, I wanted to have a natural birth, but my, my bones and their head didn't agree. So um, energetically, what can happen with that is that C-section babies, because they're taken out of the womb, they don't fight their way through the birth canal mm-hmm. born there can be an energy of um, victimhood or codependence well, because they're C-section babies, because they didn't, their will didn't create their freedom for life. They like the emperor out. moth. <laughs> Pardon me? Like the emperor moth that needs to struggle to get out yes. of the cocoon and get coded. Yeah, they were um, taken out of the cocoon, yeah. right? Yeah. They wanted to come out, but it wasn't their own doing to come out. So there can be a codependent energy that needs to be cleared for people that are, are C-section baby. I was a C-section baby as well. Um, I probably have my mom's bone, uh, bone structure mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I've, that's been my biggest journey of stepping out of codependence and into my own personal power. Right. And so with, I'm, I'm hearing with your son's story, uh, even though there's special needs there, he went through the birth canal, right? Is yeah. That, yeah. Yep. So, so that energy would support him in being a leader in, in making a difference in his life and in like, like that energy of, of go get it. Right. And uh, I've worked with my kids because they're my kids. And of course I'm, you know, they're my Guinea pigs to try out stuff <laughs> and, and setting aside that or not setting aside, but transforming that, that, 
you know, leaf in the wind, I'll just take whatever comes along that energy into being more forthright and declaring what they want to go for. Yeah. So my son now he's training, uh, he's training to be a firefighter in Victoria, Vancouver Island, and he's uh, in fourth year business school. So he's taking all these swimming classes and first aid classes. And, uh, and he declared that he's like, I'll finish my degree in commerce. And I, I'm going for being a firefighter. So he's taking some training so he can ride in ambulances this next summer. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. Um, it's, it's such an interesting journey because, you know, um, a lot of the, the work and the people that we're both around, I think, have this um, appreciation that we probably select our parents and that they are the ones that are gifted with us so that they can teach us the very specific lessons that we each need to learn Mm -hmm. and develop and grow with. And if that concept sounds woo-woo, you know, call me, reach out to me. (laughs) (laughs) And then we can talk more about it. However, in Alex's case, um, because he didn't speak very well, um, people kept, you know, cocking their heads. They didn't understand him. Tell me, you know, said that again. Mm -hmm. Um, and he didn't walk until he was like two and a half. Um, people um, caused him to get really determined in asking for what he wanted. And so mm. I, that also fed into me, you know, writing my book, right? Mm-hmm. So he would come back with, oh, well, can we do this? And I might say yes or no. And if it was a no, he would, well, we could do it this way, mom. Or how about this? Or can we try this? And eventually he came up with something. I think, well, why am I saying no to this? That's brilliant. Um, You know, unless it was something that was safety, in which case it was like, that's a safety issue. That's mom's decision. The answer is a clear no. There's no debate and no discussion, period. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for everything else, he's incredibly creative and resilient because he had to be because people were not connecting with him and he doesn't have the same, you know, sense of balance or, um, he just thinks about things differently. And in, that is why he wanted to be on Dragon's Den. And we got him a first run interview on Dragon's Den. We got him on Global News because wow. the work that he was doing to sell his paintings was a clear demonstration that if, look, if I can do it and I'm special needs, what is your you know, six to 12 year old doing right. Right, to help the planet? Because I've already paid for five surgeries with Operation Smile and I'm a special needs kid, right? That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Good for you, mom. Good for you. (laughs) High five, girlfriend. High five. (laughs) That's a testament to to the energy that you've raised him in. Well, that resilience, Mm -hmm. I think definitely, um, you know, the fact that he had to struggle to get out (laughs) like the emperor moth. um, And also the fact that, yeah, you know, I came to Canada when I was 22 um, I, you know, have lived in four different countries and, you know, I wasn't very connected with my parents. That's a whole other story. And so I did have to find my own way. And, uh, you know, 30 years of success later and uh, working in, you know, eight startups and different senior VP roles for corporate and being an entrepreneur, et cetera. That's, that's the lens that I look through life with yeah. is how can we make something happen yeah it's your dream and how can we make it possible what's needed what's the missing piece actually that's a superpower is mm-hmm. to be able to look at kind of like an empty page and very often clients come and, and it's almost like they have this scattering of dots 
of ideas and they have no idea how to put you know one to two and two to three because it's not like the book we had as a kid where there's a clear you know numbering system like mm-hmm. join here from one to two two to three and this will make this beautiful picture I'm the one who's saying look throw me all the dots and I will I can see and I can download where they need to join to make the, the image that you want and it's very cool very cool so I'm, I'm curious about um uh, the difference between self-hypnosis and what it is that you do? Self-hypnosis, it, actually all hypnosis, there's a saying in hypnotherapy, uh, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Okay. So uh, uh, the self-hypnosis is often thought of as similar to meditation, where you listen to an audio or you daydream staring out the window. Um, that's a hypnotic state. And the reason that there's that saying all hypnosis is self-hypnosis is because it's within your control. Mm. So you allow yourself to relax if you choose to, and Mm. you can break it at any time. So the the self-hypnosis, but really like within what I do is conversational hypnosis. So the, the hypnotherapy process it looks like three parts. The first part and the end part are passive, where it's like a guided guided meditation to help you relax at the beginning. And the end part is um, affirmations and um, anchoring in positive actions and add outcomes for whatever we talk about in the middle. The middle is the interactive part. So we'll, we'll go from whatever your topic is, say it's losing weight. Mm-hmm. And say uh, the the client um, has a tendency to chocolate's a common one, right? A lot of of people have an addiction to eating chocolate, too much chocolate. And um, so, in a hypnotherapy session, what I'll what I'll ask the client to do once they're in that relaxed state, I'll ask him, okay, think about a time where you're eating chocolate, eating your favorite chocolate. So we're we're tapping into the senses of even though they're imagining it right they'll start to create saliva they'll start to to tap into the neural net of the the programming for their craving of chocolate right so that's what we want to untangle so then I'll ask them okay where do you feel that in your body and they might say their mouth they might say their foot they Mm. might say their heart they might say their stomach weight often is is stomach and heart but it could be anywhere in your body because like we were talking before, you, your body holds your emotion that's not processed. Mm-hmm. So so um, say they said uh, their heart. So I'll say, okay, feel that feeling in your heart and now drift backwards in time. And so I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm directing them to feel it in their body, to step out of their mind and more into a somatic, like an energy in their physical body. Because I don't want them to think analytically about this. Yeah, I want them to to go beyond their brain. So so they're feeling uh, the feeling in their heart. And now they're drifting, letting their mind drift backwards in time. And just to allow a previous memory to come forward. So in that to go to the earliest memory that they can think of, and, uh, and then just tell me what they start to think about. So I had this one client and she had a addiction to to chocolate and she went to a memory of this special bond she had with her dad growing up. 
and her, her and her dad would hide, or her mom actually would hide chocolate from her and her dad because her mom didn't want them to eat all the chocolate. And so then it was like a treasure hunt for her and her dad. So she had this special bond with her dad where they would tear through the house and try and find the chocolate. And, and so it was like Easter egg hunting, right? <laughs> and it was day. <laughs> super fun. It wasn't trauma. It was a fun memory that she had with her dad. And, and so in that, um, I asked her to imagine talking to her dad and tell her dad in her imagination, in her mind, how much fun that was, how much she loved doing that with her dad, because that's where it wasn't processed. So it doesn't have to necessarily, most people think that, that, um, therapy or healing is about healing some trauma or something that went wrong. It is, but it's also, uh, like you talk a lot about communication. Mm-hmm. It's about going into what was not communicated, what was held back. And that can be good stuff, right? We're told not to show off. Don't be so bold. Don't be so, so big. And, and, and so we learn, you know, after about three years old to start to shut that down and be more stoic. So then we're not communicating. You know, I love this time with you, dad. This is so much fun. And we get to have this special bond, you and me, and, and we get to enjoy the chocolate. So in expressing that, even though it's make-believe in her mind, her, your brain doesn't know the difference. The neurons don't, don't distinguish between reality and make-believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so she's expressing the energy. So now the energy's moving where it was locked in her heart before. Mm. So, so fascinating. So cool. So the, this topic of unhypnotizing, I think that was mentioned on one of, uh, one of the things that we had talked about recently. So what's that about? (laughs) It's, it's actually what I believe I do is unhypnotize people because there's so much programming that we are conditioned into that we absorb unknowingly that uh we operate from Hmm. so the culture of how our family was growing up by the way she doesn't she doesn't have the addiction to chocolate anymore have to finish that loop (laughs) back to unhypnotizing so so uh even actually if i go to that chocolate example the the hypnotizing was that chocolate was entangled with her love for her dad Hmm. so then from then on she had uh uh almost like an endorphin rush or a, a a pleasure center being activated in her brain every time she ate chocolate that was associated to being loyal and loving and appreciating and honoring her dad. Mm. And in reality, you know, relationships are relationships and food is food. We know that logically. That's why logic's not going to work on this one. Yeah. But uh, it's actually moving the energy so that they can, they can be a standalone. You can honor your father and, and show love and appreciation for him in your relationship with your words, with your communication, with your actions has nothing. And, and chocolate's just chocolate. Yeah. Right. Yep. So unhypnotizing is that untangling of Got the it. hypnotizing. We we're actually all conditioned and we don't call it hip, hypnotized, but we're all um, have this programming throughout our life. Also what we've inherited. Also what, you know, like our ancestry has gone through. It's mm-hmm. in our DNA. They call it epigenetics now, right? Yeah. It shows up in our DNA. Right. And as we heal this, we can actually shift our genetics. Like that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are so many cool people I have on my show that do <laughs> cool work to help get people 
you know, unstuck, get the energy moving, get it flowing, pay attention, elevate your awareness. I mean, I hope you're taking notes, listeners, because there's some really cool information being shared here, some powerful insights from a a, a set of deep wisdom. You know, when you have that many different modalities to draw upon, that's that's powerful. And so I am delighted that, you know, Jill's going to be sharing something special at the end. You do not have to get your credit card out. It's not one of these shows. Um, We love giving out free gifts. So stay tuned for another few more minutes and we'll talk a little bit more about the gifts um, because there are a lot, right? Hypnotherapist, energy healer, international speaker. Jill is the one who coaches people who are struggling with different things like anxiety, chronic health, weight and sleep issues. We've only mentioned a few, but it's a powerful modality to help shift things, to help shift energy so if you're listening to this and saying well you know it could be kind of nice too i encourage you to think about this and say am i worth investing in myself to really come home in my body and to step away from doubt and to step into new levels of confidence and if you are jill might be the person to check out and you can actually find out more about jill on her website um, you can go to, well, you can connect with her on almost any platform, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn might be a good one. Jill Fisher is F-I-S like Sam, C like Charlie, H for Harry, E-R. So Jill Fisher um, on her website itself, actually go through Linktree, right? You can go through link uh, T and then uh, .ee, Linktree. Um, Jill Fisher and uh, jillfisher.com is that the, another option for you too I tried but that was taken I think a lawyer has that one there's a whole <laughs> bunch of Jill Fishers in the world um, so I have CA for Canada jillfisher.ca jillfisher.ca okay so that's a simple place to go look check it out um, you can probably even book a session with Jill through that um, through that link as well so there are tools out there just as there are tools in my book right my book's all about language and words and how you can shift your energy shift your confidence level just by shaking up a couple of words and there's even a chapter when no words are even required so how do you demonstrate confidence enough that you're not the one that the 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 weird mugger comes after because you're walking so purposefully and at such a pace that you're not head down shoulders turned in looking like a victim that there is this stance that says I know what I'm about I'm purposeful don't mess with me and they just won't they won't approach you (laughs) right so we can shift all kinds of outcomes of how other people treat us when we're finally attuned to what's happening in our mind in our body and in our soul And Jill is an exceptional healer that I want to encourage you to explore and find out more about her. So I do always love to give gifts. So tell me, Jill, what did you bring for our listeners? What are you wanting to share today? Um, What I what I have for our listeners is um, you can book a free 30 minute stress impact assessment call with me. And there I'll walk through like to discover your values and if you're you're living maybe unwittingly against your values, it's going to cause an enormous amount of stress. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, in 30 minutes, we can talk about whatever whatever your concerns are. And what I'll help you look at is where your your life is incongruent with your values. So it's very mm-hmm. tailored for specifically you and your topic. And um, and in that, um, I'll give you some tools where you can start to align and see more clearly that. Sometimes like we live by a a certain set of values, but we haven't actually declared them. We Mm. haven't actually consciously written them down or looked at them. And it can create stress in relationships. It can create stress in your body because you haven't consciously declared it or, or seen it clearly. You're not really owning it. And, uh, and then you can be like that leaf in the wind rather than, uh, you know, more like you're in your canoe and you're paddling down the river and you're choosing, do I want to go in the rapids or do I want to go play in the, in the calm area? Do I want to pull off and have a picnic? Like when you're actually paddling and taking uh, asserted effort in your life, then you have, that's where you're co-creating a life, right? That's where, and your confidence aligns because your inner wisdom, your subconscious programming aligns with your behavior and your stress goes way down. So it's it's a free stress impact assessment that I'm offering. Wow. That's powerful. Uh, I hope you've all written down how to get access to that. So just to reconfirm, Jill, the way to book into that is what's the best way. Uh, If you go right to uh, bookwithjill.com, you'll be on my calendar and you'll, you'll be able to select a stress impact assessment appointment. Okay. Book with Jill, J I L L.com. Yeah. Book with Jill.com. That's easy. Lovely. Thank you so much. What a generous gift and a, an excellent way to really get to know you a little bit more and some of the work that you do and what powerful shifts can happen. As you say, 30 minutes could, could change a lot in 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So absolutely. when we're talking about gifts, um, I also have a gift. Um, mine is actually, you can, you can write this number down. You can text me. Um, you can text the word code, C-O-D-E. And my gift is a opportunity to understand more about your personality code. Um, so if you'd like to learn more about your own per- personal communication style. So this is all about living and making choices and communicating powerfully, understanding more about your own values and the people around you and their values and how to communicate more powerfully with them, write this number down. It is 403-668-9279. And if you text the word code to that number, 403-668-9279, text the word code, C for Charlie, O, D for Donald, E for Echo, code, then you'll be able to access a way to crack your own personality code and get your own 20 page report sharing all about your own values. And it's a 90 second process to do this, not long. It's powerful, it's accurate, it's quick, and it's informative. And then I'd love to reconnect with you afterwards and find out what you learned about yourself and others. (laughs) So a couple of gifts, Jill, just talking to you today and hearing your story of rising from tragedy to triumph, the work that you're doing now, the lies that you're impacting, the changes that you're making is powerful. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Thank you, Vaughn. It's been a, a delight to be here. I'm so happy that you you invited me in. And thank you for, for sharing your time with me and your audience. Mm-hmm. I love That's being awesome. in your energy. <laughs> thank you. People say that a lot. <laughs> I bet. I'm not it surprised. Is, it is about making those powerful shifts. And if you're curious to learn a little bit more about the uh, the book, The Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations book, um, I will ask my show producer to just keep, uh, keep a, 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 a next five minutes open and just run a little video um, on audio about that book so you can learn more about that. Thank you for joining Jill and I today. I hope you've taken away some crazy good juicy wisdom nuggets. And I hope that you will join me again soon on the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. And thank you so much, Jill Fisher, for joining me today. Yeah, it's been a blast. (laughs) So fun. fun. Hey, take action. Bookwithjill.com. And I will talk to you again next time. Bye for now, everybody. Bye. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and already changed history. On October 5th, The New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work. Words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us. And when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. 
Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews, and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father, which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset, and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you a woman looking to the future, ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe Every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.